You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Be advised, Sun Devil Stadium is about to experience a midday blackout this coming Saturday afternoon when after a week off, Coach Herm Edwards' Arizona State Sun Devils return to action in a matinee matchup against the USC Trojans. Besides being ASU's annual blackout game, it will also be Arizona State's Salute to Service Weekend as ASU pays tribute to the men and women who serve our nation in its armed forces. On top of all that, the Sun Devils will stage a halftime ceremony honoring former Arizona State great Jake the Snake Plummer on his upcoming induction into the College Football Hall of Fame. Lots to talk about on this Thursday night, so please stick around and join us for the next hour as we bring you All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. A pleasant good evening to you, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil Football, joined by second-year Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards. And together, Herm and I are here and welcome you to our weekly radio show in which Sun Devil Football is the topic on the table. We're broadcasting live tonight and every Thursday night at this time from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Visit the Lodge at First and Farmer in Tempe every week during the ASU season for Coach Edwards' radio show and stick around for great food and an ice-cold beverage. If I do say so myself, we have three terrific guests lined up to join us on tonight's program. The Sun Devils' top two pass catchers in 2019 will be here as seniors Brandon Ayuk and Kyle Williams will drop by for a visit. And so, too, will the man who coaches those fellers as second-year Sun Devil wide receivers coach and longtime college coaching veteran Charlie Fisher will join us as well. A reminder, this season we'll be airing All Aboard presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live for fans who cannot join us here at the Lodge. Uh, You can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Our show is formatted just like a football game in quarters, so without further ado, let's begin the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, first quarter. And my pleasure always at this time to welcome in my co-host, second-year Arizona State head coach, Herm Edwards. Good to see you, coach. Seems like it's been a while since we've done it's one of It's been a while, shows. but the crowd is still here, and they're on, the train, they're on the train, and we've we got a good fan base. It's, it's wonderful to see some of the same faces we see here every Thursday, and um, Obviously, we've got two gifted, talented players here, and we're going to talk to them a little later, and and one of them is actually going to play in a couple All-Star games. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard that about Mr. Brandon Ayuk, and that's really, really cool. Boy, I I just read it in the intro to the show. There's a pretty impressive array of activities going on at this game this weekend, isn't there? A lot lot going on. I know it's sold out, which is great. Um, And any time you play USC and you get a sold-out stadium and it's an ABC game, it's... um, it's quite an event, and uh, I know our fan base will be excited about uh, the game. We're going to talk about some of those added elements a little later on in the show, but right now, let's talk some football. Your team coming off its second bye week of the season. Uh, what were your main points of emphasis with the club during this extra week as you prepare to face the Trojans? Well, it took a couple of days to lick your wounds. Yeah. That, that's part of it, you know, and, and, and I think that um, we're a football team right now that. Uh, is understanding that um, we have to be at our best every week to play football. Mentally, emotionally, uh, you have to be ready. 
And, and I think um, this week, uh, you know, they, they really gotten themselves into a position to where um, I feel like their focus is, is very keen because of the opponent you're about to play. And, and, and that goes for the rest of the season. I mean, you just you have to understand the, the details of what you're asked to do and how you have to play. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there can't be lulls. You've got to play it at, at one level, and that's what we're trying to trying to establish again you've had two different dynamics you had a bye week that came off a win the yep. friday night win at cal and this bye week coming after the loss at ucla uh, i i would imagine they each present their own sets of challenges in terms of guiding your team through that off week and getting ready for the next game well they do and, and i think when you win obviously you you know you feel good about yourself you got a week to rest and, and heal uh, when you lose you got to wait a whole two weeks before you play again mm-hmm. and there's a lot of things and and, and you know, there's a lot of events that are taking place now when you don't win, right? And, you know, everybody becomes a coach uh, when you don't win. You know, everybody's got answers, and that's great. and It's all good. But at the end, I think the people in the building, along with the players, we just got to get focused in on what we need to do to win a football game. And certainly I think one of the things probably at the top of that to-do list would be to cut down on the penalties. Uh, The 21 in the last two games, boy, that's like giving away basically almost 200 yards. Well, it really is. And um, the last game that SC played against Oregon, there was um, 20 penalties for 250 yards. Wow. A lot of fouls. Wow. You don't don't survive that. We're not a good enough football team. I tell our team all the time, we're not good enough to do that. Mm -hmm. You get into 10, 12 penalties. You're just giving the opponent way too many chances to beat you. And so we got to get away from that. And we had been pretty good up to the Utah game. We were actually the least penalized team in, in the Pac-12. And yeah. all of a sudden, raised its head. And, and we got we got to control our emotions more and just play football with the, uh, with the vigor of just don't cross the line. Just don't, don't, don't do that. And, and, and we'll be okay. You, I love the phrase that you've coined, uh, play with passion and not emotion. No. And some, uh, the casual fan, may not be able to differentiate between the two, but there is a difference, isn't well, there? Well, just, just think of it in your, in your everyday life. Um, when you're emotional, you make bad decisions. You just do. It's in anybody, whether it's football, business, whatever you do as a parent. Right. You know, you make an emotional decision and you go, oh, why did I do that, right? you got to be passionate. And, 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 and passion, you know, it brings up energy. It brings up a positiveness. But you know that there's a control of what you're trying to do. Emotion, you have lost control. You just right. flat lost it. You know, and, and when you do that in the game, something bad's about to happen. And the challenge this week is you're playing a team that can, I think, extract that emotion because of who they are, USC, and because so many of your kids come from Southern California. And, and here you go again. We're playing another L.A. team where a lot of these kids have played against each other um, in high school. right? And whether USC recruited them or they didn't recruit them, all that stuff kind of is in their head, you know, and they, they want to play good against USC. And, look, it, it's USC. I mean, we get it. I mean, that, that's one of the – you know, when you think about college football, that's one of the names. It's co- you know, it's one college football. Bloods. I mean, I, when I grew up, I knew about USC. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go there. Got recruited, didn't want to go there. Wanted to go to another program. I said, I want to beat those guys. Yeah. You know, but everyone has a choice, and, and, and when you think about it, they've had a brand name for a long time, rightly so. If you go back in the history of, of what they've done back in the 60s, you know, they they good football team. Yeah. Growing up on the East Coast, I mean, when I watch college football on Saturday afternoons, probably about half those Saturdays, USC was one of the teams playing in the game I was watching. I played those guys my freshman year at Cal, and I walked on the field. I thought the field was tilted. 
said, man, all big guys, man. 11 guys. And with NFL players, I was out there trying to cover Lynn Swan. I said, who is this guy, Lynn Swan? I said, oh, okay, he's pretty good. Yep, yeah. It's, all, it's unbelievable, you know, but that's that's kind of how it's been for those guys. And rightly so. I mean, they've they got a lot of tradition, and uh, they're, they're very talented on both sides of the ball. Uh, they've got some talented players. This version of USC, I think, really is the potential to be a scary team because you look at the record, five and four, and you're thinking, oh, they're not having that great a season. But then that that diverts you away from the fact that they've got five-star recruits probably just about every position on the field. Probably uh, the most talented uh, depth-wise the receivers that we've played against all year. Uh, big big guys, you know, I mean, some guys that catch the football, they can yeah. run. And they throw it. They throw it a lot. I mean, they threw it 57 times last week. Now, they had 80, I think they had 87 plays. Yeah. They didn't win, but they still had 87 plays, and 57 mm-hmm. of them were passing. So they're very talented. Got a young quarterback that's from locally here. He's done a really good job for Keenan Slovis. Yeah, he's a good right? player. He's a good player. And um, he was recruited before we got here. You know, he mm-hmm. went to SC and, right. and the whole deal, and he's done a really nice job. From Desert Mountain High School. In mm-hmm. fact, that's one of the interesting matchups in this game. A, both teams have true freshman quarterbacks. B, both those true freshman quarterbacks are playing really well for their respective teams. And C, you have a Southern California kid quarterbacking Arizona State, and you got a Desert Mountain kid from Scottsdale quarterbacking USC. Yeah, it's a funny world, those quarterbacks, huh? Yeah. But you're right, two talented players, uh, very talented, and, and, and will be the, the face of, the, of their football teams for a long time. Now, Herm mentioned those wide receivers, and they're good ones. Michael Pittman. Tyler Vaughns and Amon Ra St. Brown, they have combined this year for 163 receptions and 17 touchdowns, and they're big. They're, they're like Nikhil Harry. They're, when they're covered, they're still open, right? Yeah, and, and, and Pittman is, is kind of interesting. Uh, his dad played in the league. With the Cardinals? Yeah, running back, good good player. Uh, and, and he, uh, he's probably taller than his dad. He's about 6'3", 6'4", something like that. Oh, yeah. Run vertically, yeah. throw him a lot of high balls. He jumps up and catches a lot of passes, but... Yeah, they're very talented. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, that's and, and I'm anxious to see that matchup because your secondary is uh, young but very talented as well. It's going to be a test. They're going to get tested, and then they know it. And they've had a good uh, couple couple weeks now practicing. They understand, uh, you know, the onslaught of all this mm-hmm. and it's about to take place. And um, uh, we, we feel we've done some things that that, that can help us. And now we got to we got to execute in game day. Offensively, uh, what are some of the areas you're looking for improvement? I was talking to Rob Likens, your offensive coordinator, the other day, and I think third down is obviously a big issue, trying to convert third down. But I, he and I were talking, it got kind of philosophical, but when you're talking about a third down issue, in essence, aren't you almost talking about a first and second down issue? It always starts first down. Mm-hmm. When, when, you, when you play behind the chains, it's never good in football at any level, unless you're just a dominant team. But right. for us, you can't get behind the chains. You, you can't get into – it's a second and eighth. Yeah, it becomes uh, bad. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you're just playing uphill. And, and in pro football, you know, I mean, you throw a pass on first down and it's incomplete, you know what they're going to do in pro football. They're going to turn around and run it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get four yards. I, I, I can't live in, you know, third nines. Yeah. Because they got some guys on the end, they go, they go around and bow, hit the quarterback in the head. Yeah. And so you got to stay out of third longs. We've been in a lot of third long situations because of negative yards early. And so, and there's going to be some negative plays against these guys. They got a, they got a good defense. You know, you're going to, there's going to be some negative downs. And but you you get through it. You just get through the negative downs. And I've always said this: when when you play offense, the thing you can't do is is turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over, and you give the opponent the ball by kicking it. If you kick it, yeah, 
it generally works out good. Mm-hmm. You punt it, uh, you kick a field goal, or you kick the point after a touchdown. If you just kick it every time on offense, you're okay. You can survive it, but you can't turn the ball over and get into bad downs. Man, it's just ugly football. Talk about turnovers. One of the interesting stats, USC is right near the bottom of the heap nationally. They are minus nine yeah. in turnovers. Conversely, your team is plus seven in the turnover category. Yeah, we've done a good job of taking the ball away with um, fumbles. I, 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 I was teasing my guys yesterday. I said, you know what? Our defensive backs, they can't catch. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's awful. They got three interceptions. Yeah. I was like, Stop it. We got to catch the ball. When the ball's in there, you got to go play the ball, you know? And, 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 and we'd have even more. Now, we've dropped some, but uh, you, you got to take advantage of when the ball's in the air. It's a free ball that doesn't belong to anybody. <laughs> that's right. That's what I've always said. When the quarterback throws the ball, it's just. It, it, it's, the offense plays with it, but it doesn't have their name on it when they throw it. It's actually a free ball. You can go intercept the ball. Don't knock it down. It's not like the quarterback went down to no. Dick's Sporting Goods and uh, forked the over the thing. 12 throw it in the air. It's a free ball. And yeah. we got to do a better job of, of, of creating opportunities, intercepting the ball when you, when you have the ability to do that. And that's one thing. The USC has put that ball up for grabs. Uh, I think they've thrown something like 13 interceptions as a team this year. Yep. And when you get an opportunity, turnovers are big. Because it's field position. Look, think of it this way. In the fourth quarter against UCLA, mm-hmm. three turnovers. We have three touchdowns. Yeah. They help you. They just energize you. They Absolutely. give you an offensive short field. You, you, stop, you, know, you stop the momentum of that team, and you get some momentum that way. So we've got to create some turnovers. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think this year you've scored a total of 41 or 42 points off opponents' turnovers, yes. and uh, almost half of them came in the fourth quarter UCLA. Uh, yeah, and, and it's funny because against Utah, we had three turnovers against them. Yeah. We scored three points. Well, that, you know, that's that's the difference in the game. I mean, you get three turnovers, you generally you figure, well, the worst case scenario is score 10, but you can't throw a score three. Capitalize. I mean, you got to capitalize on, on errors of the opponent. Now, they have a new offensive coordinator. It's Graham Harrell, a former quarterback under Mike Leach at Texas Tech. But he's got his own slant, doesn't he, on the so-called air raid yeah, offense? Yeah, they all have their own little you know, way of saying it. But mm-hmm. they, they throw the ball. That's what they do. Yeah. You know, and, and they, they run it. I mean, I could see them coming here trying to run the ball some because they, they got so out of whack last week. With Oregon, you know, 57 yeah. passes, like 23 runs. I mean, Oregon's really good this year, too. Oh, so. yeah, well, that's another, that, we'll that, deal that's with another road, story but, in two but, weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just one at a time right now. Yeah. And and so I, I think they'll try to run it. I think they'll try to run a little bit on us. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they play it here on Saturday afternoon. You know, even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment that's made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Lots more to come on tonight's edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. We're off to a good start on this Thursday evening. And up next, we'll visit with two of the veteran playmakers on the Sun Devil offense as senior wide receivers Kyle Williams and Brandon Ayuk will join us. But first, let's take a time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Today on game day, leave the driving to Lyft, proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Hey, Sun Devil fans, are you interested in having a first look at the life-size 1997 Rose Bowl Jake Plummer bobblehead? If so, head on over to Wild Horse Pass Hotel and Casino tomorrow 
from 12.30 to 2 p.m. for the official unveiling of the six-foot bobblehead and a special meet-and-greet with Jake the Snake himself. For $50, $40 for football season ticket holders, you can receive one mini bobblehead and one raffle ticket for the opportunity to win the grand prize. For our fans here at the Lodge this evening, you can pick up forms uh, to buy these right here tonight, and they're at the uh, far end of our table here at the Lodge. If you're listening on radio, just picture a big, long table with two helmets on it, and there's a bunch of paper at the end of it, all right? All right, let's welcome uh, our guest tonight on All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. We're talking Arizona State football with Sun Devil head coach Herm Edwards. I'm Tim Healy, your host, and as always, we thank the great folks at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer. Uh, what great hosts they've been uh, for the last two years for this show. Uh, come on down if you're in the neighborhood. The food and beverages are outstanding, and we have a lot of terrific Sun Devil fans uh, here, and they gather here every Thursday night during the college football season. Our two guests tonight, uh, two outstanding guests, if I do say so myself, and I think I just did. One will enter Saturday's USC game with 143 career receptions. He has at least one of those receptions in 36 consecutive games. That is the fifth longest streak in ASU history. It is the fourth longest active streak in the entire nation this season. And he's also a great student at Arizona State and an aspiring orthopedic surgeon. From Eureka, California, please welcome Kyle Williams to the show. And Kyle, good to see you, buddy. What's up? What's uh, you get, up? You're getting sentimental now, heading down the home stretch of your career here. This will be your last appearance on the, the radio show. Yeah, it's nuts. You know, just thinking back four years when I first started, um, just a whole different feel to, to ASU football and just a whole different face to the program. And now I'm coming in my last four games, and um, yeah, it's a little. It's, every day gets a little bit more real. You know, just yeah. the fact that my the window of my college football career is closing, but been blessed to see these years and um, i'm excited to go out with the bang these last four games goes by in a heartbeat doesn't it man it does big time now joining kyle on stage here and yes indeed ladies and gentlemen we do have a stage here at the lodge for the herm edwards show is a fellow who has emerged as one of the nation's top big play threats in 2019 he's the sun devil's leading receiver on the season he is the pac 12's leader in all purpose yards and he's caught five touchdown passes this year all of them 30 yards or longer He's from Rockland, California. Please welcome Brandon Ayuk to the show. Good to see you, Brandon. Thank you for having me. Now, you you are a two-year senior, but uh, still you're kind of winding down your college career. What are your thoughts and emotions about all that? Um, Quick, short. uh, I wish I had more time here. I love being here. Um, But these two years have been a great two years. Um, It's getting emotional for me, too, Mm -hmm. uh, winding down my time here. Well, uh, you're making the most of your time here, my friend. You're playing great football, and you have since you've been here. And, Kyle, we just mentioned that stat about you, 36 games with a reception, 36 consecutive games. What, in your opinion, does that say about you, the type of player you've been, the way you've gone about your business here? Yeah, I would just say, um, just first, it just starts with coaching. It starts with just Coach Fish and, and obviously all the coaches just supporting us. And um, one thing that I think this speaks to is just, you know, aside from my play, is just um, just kind of the culture of accountability we have and the culture of just um, consistency that we have in our program. And um, I just, it's almost just kind of expected of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If, if I'm out there and the ball's on my way, you know, it's expected I come down with it and make those plays. So 
obviously I'm, I'm happy about that stat and hopefully I can keep it going. But, um, yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. that's But it's a great life lesson, too, because I think most of the people in this room who have jobs probably are in a mindset in a place where they go to work every day, do their job, and they probably don't get a medal, a medal or an award or just expected to do their job. And that's the way you've always been about yours, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, that's ever since I came here, I came um, just not recruited super high. So that was just my focus is, you know what, I can come in and do my job. And if I do my job well, maybe I get more responsibility. And that's kind of accumulated over the years. And now you're looking four years, and I'm you know, accumulated quite a bit of stats and stuff like that. Yes, you have. And Brandon Ayuk is accumulating quite a bit of uh, great stats here in 2019. Uh, it seemed to me, Brandon, it started kicking in for you about this time a year ago. When, when, when was the moment or the game or the period of time where you were starting to say, I get this, I can do this, and uh, talk about the way you've been able to build on that this year? Yeah, um, last year, just uh, coming out here and uh, playing at this level for the first time, I was kind of caught up in a lot of other things and uh, not used to the level, and I just remember talking to Coach Herm and him just saying, uh, this is football. This is the game that you've played your whole life. Uh, just go out there and play football. And then ever since then, I've just been able to just have fun playing this game that I love and then uh, not letting the game be anything bigger than it really is. Mm-hmm. Here are some stats that really are eye-openers. In Brandon's first eight games in Arizona State last year, he caught a total of 10 passes for 178 yards. In his last 21 games, the final five last year and all this year, 61 catches, 1,036 yards, and seven touchdowns. And this year you've become such a big playmaker. Evaluate your season to this point this year. Um, uh, it's exciting. Um, we have a lot of work to do, just me and Kyle and just the whole receiver group, just the work that we put in uh, over the summer and the spring. And uh, we've talked about all the things that we wanted to do, and it's just exciting to see all of it come into play. And, Kyle, you're doing that work with a pretty talented young quarterback. Uh, talk about the, your guy, number five, and what makes him so special. Man, there's Jaden has a lot of just attributes to make him really special. But like I've been saying since I knew the, the kid, um, his poise and his composure is – I've never seen it at that age this young. I haven't really seen him laugh too much. You know, he's just kind of like <laughs> – yeah. just the way he kind of carries himself around the building just when he's commanding our offense – I mean, I know when I go out there, I'm in good hands. And I don't care if he's 18 or if he was 25. I mean, I just know I'm in good hands because the way he handles himself, the way he calls the plays, and the way he just commands our offense. And, Kyle, on that point, uh, I, I think the first moment for all of us, we heard the talk. We heard it all August about how poised this young man was, et cetera, et cetera. But I think we saw it graphically in the final three or four minutes at Michigan State, didn't we? Yeah, that was nuts. I mean, obviously we had the big catch from Ayuk and um, just some more plays I had to catch, you know, start the drive. But just his, the way that his mind was kind of just processing everything from the blitzes to the coverages, you know, that's very rare. You've seen a young player, especially on his first big um, road game against a ranked opponent. You know, obviously Michigan State had a lot of things built up from mm-hmm. the revenge game and yada, yada, yada. So just for him to go in there and do that and command us and bring, bring us down there and score is huge and brandon for you it's got to be fulfilling because you and uh jaden spent a lot of time this summer getting ready for this fall didn't you yeah well we put in a lot of work um jaden was commanding all the receivers just to get on the field early morning saturdays 110 degrees no matter what it was he wanted us to get out there but one thing about him his ability to just see the field i've never seen anything like it um he's able to just see things so quickly and he's special and those are qualities, it seems to me, that go hand in hand. Uh, aren't they, Brandon? If, Like Kyle said, the kid's got poise, 
And that poise allows him to be patient and see the entire field, doesn't it? Yeah, he's a true quarterback. Um, nothing's too big for him. Nothing goes over him. Uh, once he sees things, he knows what to do after that. Uh, uh, just you never see him just getting too high or too low. Uh, he, I think he has like one interception on the year or something. Uh, and it was kind of not even a, a real inter- uh, interception. It was just a mishap from the receiver and him and he just came back and he just that was on me that was on me uh this is what i saw this is what you saw but we'll fix it this the next drive and he that's exactly what he did yeah well Jaden is a great player but let's talk about the receivers you guys are uh, doing a heck of a job and the let's go back to the summer and the narrative that Nikhil harry is gone oh my goodness what are the sun devils going to do who's going to catch passes what are they going to do to replace no big Nikhil? And, uh, Brandon, you guys have done a pretty doggone good job of filling the void. And that's a great void because he was one of the greatest players I've ever seen at Arizona State. But what was the mindset like for you and the rest of your teammates, your wide receiver teammates coming into this season? Yeah, obviously Nikhil, uh, he was a he was the biggest part of our offense uh, in terms of receiving last year. So a lot of the questions that we that we heard throughout the offseason was just what we're going to do. Uh, but that was never a concern for us as a receiver group. We just knew that if we continue to work and just do what we did uh, throughout the throughout the summer and just getting with the quarterback and just playing football, then we'd just be all right. Kyle, you were with Nikhil all three of his years. And uh, what would I'd be interested in your perspective on the dynamic of the wide receiver group now. I heard some of the guys say that they think you guys as a group are almost closer-knit now as a group. Um, yeah, I just think that you know, Nikhil obviously being just such a dominant player and just a great player that he is, it's almost just kind of almost younger guys maybe get intimidated, but now I feel like just with me and Brandon and Frank, you know, we're kind of jokesters around the, the room and stuff, and and we have a lot of younger receivers too who are really skilled and Pearsall and Curly and Jordan Porter and yeah. you know um, Andre. So we have a lot of young guys who are doing well, and um, I just think that they're kind of just kind of they have a group of guys to look up to in me, Frank, and Ayuk, and. Um, I think they just uh, they feel comfortable with us. Does Frank Darby ever frown? Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen him without a smile on his face. What do you think, Kyle? Mm, no, not in a long time. I do know he likes a lot of sugar in his tea, though, Man, right? Yeah, yeah everything really blew crazy? up. crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. Just watch that diabetes. Now, one of the things that's made Brandon so good this year, a, a simple number called Yak, yards after catch. He has over 500 yards after catch, second most, of any receiver in the country. Uh, why are you so good in that area, do you think, Brandon? Um, I think people see, like, the yak, uh, and they just think of me, but it's also uh, a credit to Jaden, too. Um, when Jaden's able to give you a ball in stride and you're not uh, catch, having to go back for a ball, you're able to just turn up field and catch the ball in stride. Mm-hmm. Kyle, because of depth issues, you've actually taken some reps in practice at running back, haven't you, in recent have, weeks? Yeah, uh, tell, tell us about that. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. You know, so that's kind of going back to my roots a little bit where I came from here from, Mar- from Marietta. Uh-huh. I played quarterback, obviously, and you know, I was running read zone and power read. So cool. running between the tackles, it's felt pretty comfortable for me. Nothing, no real drop-off there. Yeah. Now, this week, you go up against the, the SC Trojans uh, from your home area in Los Angeles, uh, uh, we heard Coach Herm talk about uh, ha- playing with passion and not emotion. Give us your perspective on that as you go up against your hometown team for the last time. Yeah, um, SC is just a very, um, we'll call it energetic team. And, you know, a lot, a lot comes with <laughs> okay. USC. And um, we know that. And we have a lot of guys who are, have uh, Southern California ties. So we got to watch that. And 
Yeah, Coach uh, Herm always preaches to us just about the fact that, uh, you know, play with uh, passion, not emotion. Right. You know, passion is going to give you extra grit, the extra edge. But emotion gets you penalties. Emotion gets you out of your framework. Emotion gets you, you know, things, you, your feet wrong. So mm-hmm. your fundamentals, you forget about them. So I think play with passion on Saturday afternoon, it's going to be hard to stop. Brandon, how do you how do you like your matchup against the Trojans secondary? Their secondary is kind of like yours, young but talented. Yeah, definitely. They have a young guy. But they're, they're very talented guys. Um, we've been breaking them out, breaking them down all week. Um, just we do what we do. We we'll just fine against them. Uh, I'm one and zero against SC, so I don't see him as a big bad SC. <laughs> just another that's opponent, right opponent coming into Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, we haven't been at we haven't we played I think one home game last last uh, month. So yeah. it's exciting to get back to our home stadium in front of all these fans. Yeah, indeed, only one home game in the last seven weeks. I think it is. Before we go. Uh, let you guys go. Certainly, I want to talk for a little bit about uh, Kyle as he really is a, an aspiring orthopedic surgeon, uh, uh, just a terrific student. Both these young men are good students here at Arizona State. And Kyle, you've uh, become uh, kind of a protege of one of the best orthopedic doctors in the country, Dr. Anikar Chabra, who is the Sun Devils team orthopedic doc. You did an internship with him, didn't you? Yeah, so right now I'm still under him. Um, I'm doing my thesis with him on lumbar spine stuff and Ooh. doing some yeah, lower get, back injuries. This get, Get back to me on that one, partner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm doing a study about kind of with the football and how that, you know, how plays into that. Uh-huh. And, yeah, Shobbs is, he's the man. Um, just the way he takes care of his patients is really, a, he's really a mentor to me, and I'm just thankful that he takes the time to work with me because he really is special in what he does, and he's professional. Yeah, he's a great guy and a great doctor as well. And I did a feature uh, for last uh, the pregame show last year on Kyle and his aspiring uh, to be an orthopedic surgeon. And uh, and I got the chance to talk to Dr. Chabra about you. And he said that you actually authored a paper or a, uh, that was printed in a journal. Or what was what's the deal with that? Yeah. So um, I, I was just uh, again just super lucky to have Shabs as a mentor. But he put me on a project talking about <clears throat> um, arth- arthroscopy. Sorry. Um, knee scoping. Sorry. Okay. That's what's called. So knee scoping. And um, sorry, I'm a little tongue-tied right now. But um, <laughs> knee scoping, and I wrote a paper on that just about the non-invasive ways that happens in the clinical setting and just a, a whole long thing. And I had, obviously, a lot of residents and a lot of other doctors help me. Yeah. But, yeah, my name is on that. So. Well, that's pretty yeah. awesome, man. Uh, these two kids are awesome, two great young men and two great receivers, Brandon Ayuk. Kyle Williams, thanks for joining us, fellas. Thank you. On uh, All Aboard with uh, Coach Herm, presented by Coors Light. Every devil needs a time to chill, and Coors uh, Coors Light gives you that. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coming up, we'll visit with the gentleman who coaches Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Williams, and the rest of the Sun Devil Receiving Corps. Second-year ASU assistant Charlie Fisher will join us in a moment. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. New this season, airing and have been airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live. For fans who can't join us at the Lodge, you can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. Also new this season, fans, you can keep up with our ASU radio play-by-play on Twitter and Instagram by following at SunDevilPBP. As we continue with tonight's show, it's time for us to welcome in one of the members of Herm Edwards' outstanding coaching staff at Arizona State. This gentleman has over 30 years of college coaching experience at schools like Penn State, Vanderbilt, NC State, Ole Miss, Miami of Ohio, 
and he also has seven years of head coaching experience at Western Illinois and West Georgia. He's now in his second year as the Sun Devil wide receivers coach. Always a pleasure to welcome Coach Charlie Fisher to the show. Charlie, how you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Boy, it's great to be here. And uh, a spoiler alert, before this segment is over, we're going to get deep into baseball because right. that's one of the loves you and I oh, both have, yeah, we, and lots to talk about in that vein. But uh, we do, and I know you're excited because you're a Nats fan. So uh, yeah, I'm, that, I'm going to come down from that cloud in about March, I believe, <laughs> if then. But uh, you know, on the outside looking in, it appears to me that you and your colleagues are just working in an ideal situation, working for Coach Edwards at Arizona State. What's your view of that? from the inside well it couldn't be a better situation coach is such a fantastic leader and and first and foremost a fantastic man so you know i've been blessed in my career to be around some great people and uh you know if you can be around a leader that's also a great person i mean that's a win-win we got great kids in the program uh pleasure you just talked to two of them but we got a bunch of them and uh, the, our culture and what we're trying to build here is really special. You talked about the great people, the great kids, and like you said, you've got a bunch of them in your room. And uh, let's let's go back to that uh, summer narrative. Uh, Nikhil Harry leaving to go to the NFL as the Patriots' first-round draft pick. How would the Sun Devils compensate for Nikhil's absence? And really, your group, I think, has compensated pretty doggone well. What were your thoughts heading into the season in that regard, Charlie? And how do you feel your group has progressed? Well, when, when you lose a player like Nikhil, obviously you're losing a, a major talent, tremendous production. So everybody, you know, the, the, the natural perception is, oh, man, where, where do we go from here when you lose a first-round pick? But when you coach these guys and you're in a building with the group every day, you realize what the capabilities of each one of these guys is. Well, Kyle Williams has played four years. Frank Darby's played three years. And then you throw in a guy like Brandon Ayuk last year, mm-hmm. and you see his rise. And I said all along, listen, now number two's coming. Mm-hmm. Be ready. He's coming. And then he started knocking on the door, and then he broke the door down, and Boy, it just took off. Those numbers I mentioned, right. they're astounding, aren't astounding. they? Yeah, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed I, you know, to go anywhere in the country and find a receiver that's produced like that. And I've said all along, you know, this guy's the – He's the best-kept secret, maybe in college football. I don't know he's a secret, but you yeah. know, being on the West Coast, a lot of the East Coast people don't see our late games as much, but mm-hmm. tremendous talent. I've been blessed to be around a lot of guys, see them over the years, and, and just a tremendous talent. And then the young guys we got. I mean, I, You like those young guys. You do. call them the baby devils, yeah, right? Yeah, the baby devils. Me and Rob refer to them as the baby devils. But, I mean, we, we really got some really good young core players that are going to be really good here. They're just learning, mm-hmm. like, like all young players, and it takes time. But uh, their ceiling and everything's ahead of them. Ricky Pearsall, Jordan mm-hmm. Curley, Jordan Porter, who redshirted yep. last year, and they've all uh, had some catches, had some balls uh, targeted their way this year. And you like those three kids. I do. And then we'll throw in Andre Johnson, right? You know, who we think Andre's going to help us, uh, you know, a little bit here at the end of the year on special teams and still be able to retain his redshirt year. So love all four of those guys. I mean, you got a core group right there that, that's going to be really good, that's going to grow with Jaden and our young quarterbacks with Joey. And uh, when you have that kind of chemistry and they're able to play together for three or four years like they will, they're going to be really good together. You and I have talked a lot about this, but uh, the the thing that makes Brandon Ayuk so special, the yards after catch. Mm-hmm. And compare him with some of the receivers you've coached. Some of our listeners might be impressed to know some of the guys you have coached that remind you of Brandon Ayuk. Well, you know, his ability, I always say this, to come alive after you catch the ball. You know, that's an old school term. But if you can come alive when you catch it, I would compare him. I know this is this is a 
you know, a, a tough comparison, but Torrey Holt was like that. Torrey had a unique ability. When you he coached caught, him at NC State, At right? NC State, it was hard to believe that was 20 years ago, God, but when Holt caught the ball, it was like, whoom. You know, it was like a blur vertically, mm-hmm. and that's what Brandon is. Torrey was a tremendous tunnel screen catch and run guy, and Brandon is as good as I've seen since Torrey on the, the tunnel screen at just sticking his toe in the ground. And the thing about what he does, he's so strong through contact, he can break tackles. And I think he's right up there at the top of the nation in broken tackles for a wide receiver. And for the young guys you were just talking about, what a great example to have a guy like Kyle Williams in the same room with them. And, and, you know, Kyle is, you know, we use the term steady, and but, you know, let's not forget that he's a very talented player also right. in his own right. But he's steady, he's durable. I think the thing when you, when you talk about these two guys, the one thing that's overlooked since I've been here is how durable they are. Neither one of these guys have missed a practice since I've been here. And, and Coach Herm talks about that all, all the time. It's your availability. It's your durability, your ability to show up, be present, no matter what the circumstance is. And that's what Kyle was talking about with just, hey, you know, you go about your job in a steady way. And both those guys have done that. The veteran who isn't here tonight, but we talked about him briefly, Frank Darby, mm-hmm. actually coming off his best game of the year. Six catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns at uh, UCLA. Talk about Frank's development and improvement this Frank's year. another guy that, that you know, is, is durable. He's tough. He hasn't missed games. At the end of last year, I felt like Frank probably hit a little bit of a wall. Uh, at the end of the year, he had a couple of, of key drops. Frank's always going to compete, but, you know, between – Frank and myself and Coach Irm, we had this discussion many times that it was important for Frank to develop more as a as a. Everybody knows he's a deep threat, right? But my challenge to Frank was, hey, you need to develop more of an all around game. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just hit the like as, as you can't just drive the ball three hundred yards. You got to be able to do more than that. Yeah, have and a short Frank, game. Frank yeah. took that challenge to heart, and he has worked tremendously hard on his skill set as a route runner of becoming a better blocker and just being a better all-around player. So, you know, my hat's off to Frank because he took the challenge and said, and that's who he is. You know, he's a North Jersey guy. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, they're going to accept Jersey it. Frank. You know, he can't wait to accept that challenge. When, yes. you, when you put it out there, he's going to take it. He's uh, just one of the most likable guys uh, I've ever encountered in this program. And a couple other cl- fellas I want to mention briefly. you got a, you got a J.C. transfer right before the start of the season, Brandon Pierce, a kid right. with a lot of speed. Yep. And uh, also uh, Ryan Newsom, a veteran, mm-hmm. hasn't played a whole lot, right. but what, uh, just just as nice a young man as you'd ever meet, uh, the former Texas Long. Yeah, phenomenal young man, you know, kind of in a tough circumstance a little bit because it's hard to get the ball to everybody. But, you know, my challenge was to Ryan. I said, you know, even though you're not getting maybe as many reps as you want, you can be a tremendous mentor to Pearsall, to Porter, to Curley. Mm-hmm. And, he is, and he wants to be a coach when his football time is done. And he has taken that to heart and just ran with it. Very bright, very, very, very good young man. It has, you know, a lot of potential in, in our profession. For sure. Uh, Charlie Fisher and I, uh, spoiler alert, we have several things in common. One is our mutual connection to the Pennsylvania State University. I was a one-time student there and actually got a bachelor's degree there. You grew up in Allenwood, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. not far from State College. And uh, I will, as a Penn State fan, I will be, always be grateful to uh, – 
Charlie and his colleagues. Uh, Charlie coached for two years with Bill O'Brien, uh, 2012 and 13, the two years after the horrific scandal mm-hmm. that engulfed that university. And I think that group of players that, and, and coaches, those two years, you basically kept that problem, program running. Yeah, you know, I was with really good men, but but at the same time, I some just phenomenal young men. I mean, they, they taught me and our staff a lot of lessons about perseverance and leadership. And no matter what the circumstances, you don't give in. And when you got a guy like Mike Mowdy, leading your team who, who may be the, absolutely maybe the best leader I've ever been mm-hmm. around on a football team. Yes, indeed. And stand before the team and said, no one man built it, no one man's taking it down. I mean, that, I still get goosebumps thinking yeah. about that speech. Mm-hmm. And, and he wasn't the only one. Mike Zordich, Matt McGloin, I could go on and on. Sure. But what they accomplished under the circumstances, and you have to give a lot of – props to bill o'brien and his leadership at the top and we just didn't we didn't panic and coach herm talks about that all you can't panic you just keep playing you keep grinding you keep working and sooner or later things work out for those who work hard and i have to ask you how's the guy from allenwood pennsylvania become a san francisco giants fan big baseball fan and your giants fan huge giants fan my wife is also a big giants fan i mean that she didn't really have a choice in that but so and and my two boys but as i do my advanced scouting for the nats uh does madison bumgarner still have something in the tank he's a free agent now this i I do believe and coach herm's a big giants fan now let's Mm -hmm. let's not forget that coach herm's a big giants fan bay area guy and uh so um I, I don't think Bumgarner will be back. I, you know, I read today where it looks like the Braves have the inside track. Hmm. He's from North Carolina. He's from Hickory, where there, I there spent you, some time coaching at Lenore Ryan. Okay, you, and that was one of my first jobs. But uh, you know, I do think I think he's got something in the tank because he's so competitive. Yeah, I mean, he's just not going to let you beat him. Well, I think what Steven Strasburg did for the Nats in October right. reminded me a lot of Madison Bumgarner in 2014. Yeah, and I would still like to ask A.J. Hinch why he didn't pitch Garrett Cole late in that <laughs> yeah. game. Like that, like the Giants pitched Bumgarner in, against the Royals in 214. I'm I, thinking, you're going to let your best players set? Like, I think a lot of Astros <laughs> fans would like to ask that same you know? question. All right, here's the deal. I told uh, Rob Likens, he's a big Yankees fan, oh, yeah, he yep. come on uh, a Sun Devil baseball broadcast and help me as an analyst uh, yeah. This spring, how about you? We, oh, you know I love I mean? it. I I did it at Western Illinois a couple of times. Wow. The guy wanted me to come over and do some baseball with him, and so I did that. So I've got a little bit of experience. But you know, I played in college. I played my whole life, so you know, I got a deep background in baseball, and and have always I used. You know, you asked me how I was a Giants. I used to be a Yankees fan, mm-hmm. and then my brother, my oldest brother, who was I looked up to. Well, he's a he was a big Roger Maris fan. Okay. So the Yankees went and traded Roger Maris to Cardinals. He said, hey, I'm done. I'm going with Maris. I'm, I couldn't follow my older brother to the same team. That's right. Right. So I had this base. My brother's name was Jack, and I had this baseball card of Jack Hyatt mm-hmm. of the Giants. I like Bobby Bonds, Willie Mays. I saw those guys on TV. I said, well, I'm going on further west, brother. There you go. So that's how that's how I ended up there. And the, and rest is history, that's right. as they say. That's right. Always great to visit with you, Charlie. Absolutely. It's on. always a pleasure. Great to see you. Coach Charlie Fisher, our guest tonight. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coach Edwards will rejoin me as we look ahead to the USC game after these messages on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Even a 
Arizona Sun Devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Say, fans, you interested in having a first look at the life-size 1997 Rose Bowl Jake Plummer bobblehead? If so, head on over to Wild Horse Pass Hotel and Casino tomorrow from 1230 to 2 for the official unveiling of the six-foot bobblehead and a special meet-and-greet with Jake the Snake. For $50, $40 for football season ticket holders, you can receive one mini bobblehead and one raffle ticket for the opportunity to win the grand prize. And for our fans here at the Lodge, you can uh, uh, sign up to uh, get the bobblehead and get the experience here tonight. As uh, Coach Edwards rejoins us now, uh, our little two-minute drill winding down tonight's show. Herm, you grew up in a military family, and now you coach at a school that whose who's respect for the armed forces is well-documented. So salute to service uh, Saturday must be really special for you. Uh, I think it would be a great moment for all those that have served our country uh, in any capacity. And uh, this school does a great job of honoring those people, obviously, men and women alike. Uh, the Tillman bust is in front of our locker room. Uh, I know a bunch of players touch it before they go out in the game. I make sure I touch it going out and coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it will be a great atmosphere for them, uh, atmosphere for those that have served and uh, those who are going about to serve as well. Indeed, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention, although I think most true Sun Devils already know this, but uh, yesterday was Pat Tillman's birthday, and mm-hmm. he would have been 43 years old uh, Hard to believe he's been gone. Uh, He was taken from us 15 years ago. And also one of the things added to Saturday's game, one of Pat's former teammates, Jake Plummer. Mm -hmm. We mentioned the bobblehead, but Jake will be honored at halftime. He is going into the College Football Hall of Fame this year. That's fantastic. Um, And Jake is a a great ambassador for ASU football. And um, uh, he's done a marvelous job uh, in this program. Uh, He's one of the the prominent players that played here, and it will be fun to – to, to watch him accept his award uh, Saturday. And I think, I, I imagine your players, obviously, it, 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 it just boggles my mind to think most of your players were, some of them were just probably born or not even born when Jake played, and yet uh, he's he's a huge part of this program. Well, he is, and, and, and great for the players. Jake's actually, he's come to some practices. They know who he is. I've introduced him to the team. So the players know who Jake Plummer is. There's no doubt about that. And we should also mention that not only Jake Plummer going in, but a one of your predecessors, uh, former Arizona State head coach Dennis Erickson, yeah, will be uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame this fall, well, this December as well. He's done a great job. I remember him was at Miami. <laughs> he's been all over the place. He was one of those kind Washington of guys. Washington State, Wyoming. Did a great Idaho. job. Of, of recruiting athletes too did, did a really nice Boy, job did he of ever. had a bunch of good players to play for him wherever he went so congratulations to both jake Plummer and dennis erickson uh it's really something for arizona state to have two of the uh, hall of fame inductees uh, with this class that'll be inducted on december 10th. Yeah, no doubt about it they, they, they both well deserving too but in the meantime, uh, the, the matter at hand, Saturday's game with USC and the Sun Devil Radio Network will be ready to roll as we bring you all the action of the Salute to Service game against the Trojans. Our coverage will begin at 11.30 Saturday morning with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show, co-hosted by Jeff Munn and former ASU defensive back Jordan Simone. The show originates live from Pitchforks and Corks. Uh, just down the street from Sun Devil Stadium. And then Jordan and 1987 Rose Bowl MVP. I never get tired of introducing him that way. Jeff Van Rapphorst will join me for the broadcast of the ASU-USC game. That starts at 1.30 on Saturday afternoon. So it's going to be a big day of football. 
Thanks to our engineer producer, Sean Crespin. Thanks to Tim Cassidy from Sun Devil Athletics. Mitch Vereldis, our studio coordinator. Herm, all the best to you. Good luck this Saturday. Thank you, my friend. Be a good game. And we'll see you next week. Till then, for Coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. So long, everybody. Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Mid First Bank.